Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Nikaq de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Nikaq de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Ye farma gaye. Hai Rasool-e-Mukarram, ye farma gaye. Hai Rasool-e-Mukarram. Ye shadi hai beshak, mohabbat ka zina. Ye shadi hai beshak, mohabbat ka zina. Baharon ki amad, sabaka tarannum. Baharon ki amad, sabaka tarannum. Nikaq de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Ye farma gaye. Six minutes after 11 Central African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning on our program, The Bliss of Marriage. Yes, my wonderful listeners of. Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal in company. It's the time for what? For our bliss of marriage. I want to welcome the listeners of uh, Merka Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah. Well, Jama'a, it's a bit hot. It's a bit hot uh, today, but of course, uh, a bit overcast, but it's a bit hot. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatta is the name. Uh, my beloved engineer, Haji Suleiman Esop. He will be with me from now till 12 o'clock. I see he's in a good mood, Haji Suleiman Esop. Alhamdulillah, he says, Alhamdulillah. Well, today is the 15th of Jumad al Ula, 14. 45, which is also uh, the 29th of uh, November 2023. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Let's welcome our beloved senior respected teacher, Honorable Fadila Tulustad, Hazrat Malana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, Hafidahullah. Ustad, it's a beautiful Wednesday morning. Welcome to the Bliss of Marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum arafat jazakallahu khairan. Ustad, before we ask you the first question from our listeners, what's our your program, Ustad, inshallah, for, to, for this coming weekend? بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Today is Wednesday, so don't forget that, inshallah, after Zohar, read extra Surah Yasin or Turaqat Salat, make dua, duas are accepted, make dua all Matilla, decimate and destroy the apartheid entity of Israel. 
Second, any one of you, mashallah, many, many people getting married now. So you got any nikah announcements and that. So send it through, inshallah, on this number, 084-786-3132. Or send it to my numbers, then I'll phone it forward it to Moana Arafat. And that's on ter- on Friday between 10 to 10.30. Moana will announce it, inshallah. And then my program, inshallah, tomorrow we leave from here. And inshallah, go to Heidelberg. I'll meet Hafiz Anwar Pochi days or time. And thereafter, we'll proceed, inshallah, to Newcastle. So after Maghrib, the program starts tomorrow, Thursday night. And inshallah, we'll be the MC for that program. And there are many, many people finishing hives and so forth. It's like a hives jalsa and so forth. Students who completed during the course of the year. Then Friday morning, inshallah, then we will be there, inshallah, for, for the translation of the khutbah and for the Jumma Salat and Jumma lecture in the town masjid, the Jami masjid, the oldest masjid in Newcastle, right in town. So thereafter, inshallah, Asr will be in Denhauser, Asr Salat is 5.15, a short talk there, and then Maghrib will be in Dandi, inshallah, Aziz. So this Friday, there's a Hif Jalsa there, Hafiz Yahya Bobat is completing, and between Maghrib and Isha, there will be the Jalsa. His Ustad is Hafiz Salim Dokrat, mashallah. Hafiz is one of the great students of Hazrat Moana Ismail Katrada, rahimahullah. Hazrat Moana's contribution to Muslims, Islam, can never be forgotten. Allah grant him Jannat al Firdaus al A'la. Then Saturday morning, we'll come back to Newcastle, then Madrasa Riyadh Salihat, then we will complete Riyadhus Salihin for the students' day, inshallah, is for the ladies, mashallah. And then in the evening, Asr time after Asr, they will be I'll give a talk to the ulama, the students. It's a reunion as well. So mashallah, it's for the guests and ulama and students and everybody, some advices, and then the program will carry on. From our side, Marcus Sahaba side, the Jumma Salah, the Jumma lecture will be about quarter past 12 or so, quarter past 20 past 12. So that will be by Maulana Zahir Mahmoud. is my student, our student from Darulum. He's day in the UK. So he will be here in the country. And inshallah, his talk on Friday will be live on Marcus Sahaba. And then on Saturday after Suleiman Esop's program, 6 to 7, inshallah, not kirat, one hour. So normally it's two hours, but this week it will be one hour. Then after Maghrib, 7 to 9, will be the students and ulama's program from Darulum, Newcastle. So that's what we're looking forward to. And then Sunday morning, we'll come back, inshallah, al-Aziz. Allah ta'ala accept it, make it easy for one and all. I see there's a listener who started, wants to know that uh, my husband texted me one talaqul ba'in, Ustad. Then, of course, later on, he sent me divorce papers of three divorces. I want to know how many divorces have taken place. And can I remarry my ex-husband, Ustad? So you must remember if your husband then first time he gave you talaq a buy-in. So that means you must remember that you awarded talaq is valid. If he confirmed it, it came from him. That's one thing you will have to confirm whether it came from him. But all said and done, then immediately after that or one, two days after that, so definitely you were in it that, oh, if it wasn't from him and then he sent you divorce papers, he had given you three talaqs. So all three talaqs are valid. 
Khaled. So at the end of the story, you can't remarry him, you can't reconcile with him, so all that will be haram and not permissible. So what you will have to do is this. So you must remember, you must sit in Iddat, and then it's up to you. If you want to marry somebody or you don't want to marry, and remember, it must be a permanent marriage, not always hit and run business for one hour, one day, two days, what people call halala and so forth, all that is haram. Nabi alayhi salatu salam cursed all the parties involved and said, that all Mighty Allah's curse is on those people, remember, who get involved in this halala business and according to the fatwa of all four schools, remember that you will not be halal for your first husband. So it must be a marriage for keeps, remember that, and then after one year, two years, five years, he passes away or he gives you a talaq, then again you go into it that, and then you can get remarried to your husband. But what you are suggesting, that same time now you want to remarry your ex-husband that's totally null and void and Quran Karim says it's haram also. Open the Quran Karim Surah 2 verses 229 to 30 you will find so definitely that is haram and your halala business also is haram so you should be very clear according to the what the scholars of Islam have passed their verse on this issue. So the, the listener wants to know that uh, while you are in Iddat, can you give another talaq? It's the same one. And she says that, yes, he did text and he did admit to start. Yes, yes, you must remember that because you are in Iddat, so it's fine. So if he gave other talaq, all that. Best is, if you got doubt, all that, go to your ulama. But the way you have said it, remember that your three talaq have taken place. Is it true that a woman can take four male relatives to Jahannam, anonymous from KZN, who started? Not ten, or ten, she can take ten, she's not four, she can take ten, she can take fifty people to Jahannam also. So you must remember that, why? Because she can take, you must remember, her father, her husband, her brother, her son. So these are the famous four, because now see the story of Nabi Khizr alayhi salatu wasalam. So now he and Hazrat Musa Islam were walking on the banks of the ocean. Then Hatta Ida Lakia Gulama. There they met the Gulam, young person, young boy, not even Balir and mature. Then Fakatalahu. Then he ringed his neck and he strangled him and he killed him. So he said, You kill an innocent baby, an innocent child. So he was so astonished, amazed. But then when he explained, So this son, this boy, had grown up. The parents should love him so much that they was feared that they also will become non-Muslim. He, the boy, was going to be non-Muslim and then he'll invite others to become non-Muslim. How many people today that you see because they want to please their children, so then, or they want to please their daughter or wife or whatever, and then they do all haram things and so forth. See, I give you an example. This is a true example. So today the menace and the curse, you must remember, of transgender is taking place. So you find so-called Muslim parents, obviously not all now. So remember some Muslim parents, the son tells them he don't want to be Steve, he wants to be Eve. Eve says she don't want to be Eve, she will become Steve. Now they allow all these things. They promote it and all that. Now can such people be called Muslim? I'm asking you. 
never ever so you must remember that so that's why that excessive love when you have too much love it makes you deaf and it makes you blind also the hadith in Mishka Sharif so that is what is meant so one woman can take so many people because people start doing things out of love for her you must remember and then they infringe and encroach upon the Sharia and to their own detriment and sometimes they even leave the fall of Islam Allah forbid I see the brother says uh, dear honorable Mufti I have two wives we live in two separate outbuildings in the same yard Ustad and he says my two wives just can't get along but the children are best of friends with each other how do I solve this conflict it's getting to me I can't handle it Ustad obviously that you are to blame in this scenario you must remember that first and foremost Quran Kareem states that Masna Wasulata Waruba chapter 4 verse number 3 and then فَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا فَوَاحِدًا if you fear you can't do justice then one wife only so now you have taken wife A and you got her in an outbuilding or whatever you then in the same yard or in the same vicinity you got another wife you must remember there you must remember in the same yard vicinity so that is the recipe for disaster children will play children you must remember their hearts are pure and clean they will fight in the morning after one two hours three hours again they will start playing and so forth so but the daughter wives and dad they got that real they've got that kudurat kudurat is urdu that malice rancor hatred so they even if somebody does good they will see it as something wrong you must remember so the responsibility is on you to make sure one can stay there and the other one stays far away from there. You must remember that. Then you will find peace. Like this, they keep on looking at one another. They keep on interacting with one another. You go house one, wife knows. You go to wife two, so that other wife knows. That when you have two co-wives, they'll never agree. So that is a normal system, you must remember. So your only solution will be that you must see which wife has more children and then you take her away from there and give her a bigger house, bigger premises, even on rental. And that will be out of sight, out of mind, and that will solve your problem. I don't know, Ustad, is a sister here. She says that you're coming back to Cape Town next week, Thursday. Uh, she's from Kenilworth, Titi Fatima, Ustad. Yes, inshallah, next week we will be there. That uh, This past week that we went was one of our graduates, Mona Yazid Abdul Jabbar. For years now he was telling me, please come, please come. And every time I tell him no, because I saw I have to come for Qasim al-Ulum. But this year I said, come, I'll come for yours also. So inshallah, next week will be Qasim al-Ulum's one. So I see the poster is ready. They sent it to me. So inshallah, Thursday night will be somewhere. Friday in Inshallah, we'll be dead. Madani Musalla, Dr. Nazir. Friday night, there will be programs. You must remember some masjid. I don't remember the names. And then Saturday, there's a Hif Jalsa there. Then, inshallah, Sunday is, you must remember, the Qasim Ulum Jalsa, Bukhari Sharif, and so forth. So we'll be there next week, inshallah, Aziz. That is in Cape Town again. We like Cape Town, and we like the Cook Sisters also, <laughs> mashallah. So, Sister Fatima, so don't worry, we will be back there, inshallah, Aziz, in Kapstad. Kasi, Ustad, Kasi. Ah, it means Thank you. Ah. Ustad, my husband... 
she says Mufti said my husband when I try to talk to him or explain things he gets he gets upset and attacks me personally he says I spit venom or act like a big shot etc I can't tell him anything he doesn't want to hear Ustad Anonymous so you must remember that human nature is such that when you speak the truth then they get very very upset and then they will do character assassination then they will look for your faults personally even if it's not a fault but in their eyes it's a fault and so forth so you are married to your husband one year five years ten years whatever the case is you know when he's in a good mood so your moka is shanasi mardam shanasi your timing must be right look for the right opportune moment and more time and so forth then speak to him in a very respectful manner so that is you must speak to him oh hubby darling you're a good man that you got this good quality but this ABC these two three qualities are very very poor weak qualities and that is harming the marriage is harming the children they can and see that how we are carrying on and so forth so you are causing harm that is now imploding so not outside within ourselves you must remember so you are causing harm to your health causing harm to my health the wife you are causing harm to the marriage you are sending negative signals to the children and so forth so don't keep on harping harping on him and don't keep on nagging on him so that's why he's telling you all this you're spitting venom and all that you know men they know all their tricks and all and by the time they start finishing the woman will start thinking the fault lies with her so that is the normal trick of many many husbands remember that they use the blame game but they to blame but they will try and make the wife feel that she is the cause for the problem so there are obviously not all husbands but many husbands we don't say all next one you must remember is this that you must look for a good moment and in the interim don't negate him and speak to all my start today after Zohar, mashallah, read Turaqat Salat, read Surah Yasin, read the Asma'ullah al-Husna, the 99 beautiful names of all Mighty Allah, Jalla Wala, and thereafter you make special, special dua, and you will see how things will change. Read Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadudu abundantly. Read Surah 25, verse 74. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatida qurrata ayud. Beloved Allah, grant us our spouses and grant us our children that are the coolness of the eyes and inshallah, Almighty Allah will bless you and enhance your marriage as well. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, that uh, a sister wants to have a baby. Please advise a dua, Ustad. She can read so both of you, not only she, she, the sister, the wife, husband and wife, both should read what better dua you can get than that of Anbiya, alayhi salatu salam, the prophets and messengers. Three duas are mentioned, all in a noble Quran. Write it down, my sister. Last night we had tafsir in the masjid. One youngster asked me, Dad, I must tell him a dua, mashallah, so that his wife, everything goes smooth and so forth. So write down chapter 37. You 
You know Surah Yasin, Surah chapter 36, and chapter 37, Surah Swafat, verse 100, the dua, supplication of Nabi Ibrahim, alayhi salatu salam, Rabbi habali minas salihin, Oh, beloved Allah, grant me pious children. Ya Allah, grant me normal children. Both translations can work. So chapter 37, Surah 37, verse 100. Then chapter 21, and that is Surah Ambiya, the 17th, Jews 17 Supara. And verse number 89, Nabi Zakaria, alayhi salam, and his wife, Alicia, for years and years they married. Both are old, and they don't have any children, any progeny. Now they cry to Almighty Allah. Nabi Zakaria, alayhi salam, begging Almighty Allah. See how he begs Allah. Go see the beginning of chapter 19. You must remember Surah Maryam. وَهَنَ الْأَذْمُ مِنِّي وَاشْتَعَلَ الرَّأْسُ شَيْبًا Ya Allah, my bones are gone weak and brittle. Ya Allah, my hair is gone grayish and whitish, Ya Allah. And then he speaks to Allah. Chapter 21 and verse 89. رَبِّ لَا تَذَرْنِي فَرْدَى وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الْوَارِثِينَ Ya Allah, don't leave me alone. Dead, I pass away and I don't have children. Children not for money and wealth and assets. Ambiya, there's no inheritance of money and wealth. So yeah, it means the message and the mission must continue. You are the best one to grant is. Almighty Allah made everything easy for him and his wife, Alisha, and they were blessed with Nabi Yahya. So chapter 21 and verse 89 in the 17 Jews, 17 Supara. Chapter 3, Surah 3, verse 38. Again, Nabi Zakaria, alayhi salam. Rabbi habali milladun kathurriyatan tayyibah innaka sami'ud dua. So, Ya Allah, Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3, verse 38. Grant me from your side such awlad offspring progeny that are pure, that are chaste. In Nakasami Uddua, verily you listen to the dua. So read all that, give out charity, make abundant istighfar, not only the wife, not only the husband, both of you, inshallah, and Almighty Allah will make easy for you. What is the reward for a woman who keeps her hair plated? So you must remember that in Islam, for a woman, she must keep her hair long, long. All this cutting and trimming and all this, you understand what some women or many women are doing among the Muslims is haram. That is not permissible. When you start cutting your hair, trimming your hair, fashioning your hair, styling it, so either you're imitating the non-Muslim culture and fashion is haram. Either you are, you must remember, imitating, emulating the men that is haram. So the hadith is mentioned in Muslim Firdaus of Dailami. The malaika are making dua for you. What is the dua? Subhana man zayyana rijal billiha. Everlasting glory, perfection, and praise for Almighty Allah who beautified the men with the beards. You don't see the jutlas and the jutlis. So that they love the Palestinian men. They say they're so strong and they got the beards. And so our jutlas, they clean. They look like women, you know, and so forth and so on. 
where in the world you heard people are taken hostage and then they're sending them letters and so forth and so on. They saw the real man, not the plastic men and so forth. So the people who come with guns and arrest small, small children and kill babies and so forth. So you must remember, so the man, true man, will mm. have the long, long beard. Subhana man zayyana rijal bil-liha wa And the women, Allah Ta'ala enhances their beauty with the long, long hair and then they plait it and so forth and so on. So that is there and they expose their beauty to who? To their husband or their maharim, the father, brother, son and all. Not in front of all and sundry and that, that is absolutely haram what you see today. People are marching free, free Palestine and they're saying viva Palestina. But you look at the women who are there, 70%, 80% don't even have a scarf on. So how Allah's mercy will come? All the intermingling, then the music is going on and that. So everything is going on haram there. So therefore, we must not fool ourselves with haram activities. I told you a hundred times, Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi passed away rahimahullah, at a ripe old age of 96, you know, a few years mm. ago now, two, three years. So you must remember he wrote a book in Arabic Al-Halal Wal-Haram Fil-Islam So what is Halal Haram in Islam I don't agree with all these fatawa and verdicts but the, the beginning he wrote very nice the introduction to it so what is good we must say is good so you must remember he said many a time people's intentions are good so people feel we want to do something for Palestine let's do something but now because people are marching protesting say let us also march and do all these kind of things so remember this but see in that marching how many haram things are going on so therefore the intention might be good but the action you are doing is haram and then what happens so the good intention does not justify haram actions so always remember that this is one example, 100 examples you can give so that is why we should be always very careful about that Ustad, allow me to, to read this message it says that I'm sorry but you have broken my marriage Mufti AK I have your voice message that you sent to my wife by saying go and get your fasakh and now she has done that and I have three small kids, I'm going to expose Mufti AK, yes I admitted at least that I committed zina twice but Allah is the most forgiving and most merciful now my children are crying, I'm coming to see Mufti AK after Asr today I'm very hurt what you did, Mufti A.K. Ustad. I'm not available, my brother, and don't blame me. You go commit zina, not zina, you committed adultery. For adultery, you must remember, is punishable by death in Islam. And not once, you committed it twice. When we told you that you must go to your wife and reconcile, or you must give her a talaq, you're too arrogant and what? Now, if somebody, you must remember, says that you must remember, go for sofasakh and so forth. So don't complain us, you must remember that. Quran Karim says when calamities befall you then it's your own doing mm. what you blame me that today the people they issue the talaq and then they'll blame the jamiyat they'll blame us they'll do this I get hundreds of questions every day with Allah's help Allah's mercy we don't even know who you are who your wife is who your children we don't know but when we look at the, we answer the questions as they are 
If your wife even wrote there that you are committing adultery, so what will any person say? He will say for adultery that is punishable by death. And on that there's ijma and consensus according to all four schools. So now you, because you saw the consequences of your haram, now you want to blame me. For what you blaming me? So you must remember this. It's your own actions. You do a haram and that you saying twice. And it could be more also remember that. And both times is punishable by death. You must remember this. So what your wife did, she is tayyiba, she is pure. And you are khabis, you impure. Mm. So why should a pure wife stay with a khabis person? Quran Karim states, Surah 24, verse 26, the pure husband for the pure wife, the pure wife for the pure husband. You went to the prostitute, you went to the street lady, you did your thing there, and now you want to blame us when Quran is calling you khabis and impure. So now that the fasakh took place, who did the fasakh? I don't know. But I just suggested to her, if he is committing zina, and you must remember, he doesn't want to issue talaq and giving you all these problems, then go to the ulama and apply for fasakh. So now you tell me, how am I to blame for all the haram actions you did, brother? So don't come waste time. I'm not available. And remember that I don't entertain nobody. <laughs> he says, if you thought my children are crying, they three, they three kids will start. So remember, don't come play the sympathy card. You must tell your children that you are the guilty party. You are parking your rifle everywhere around. So that is what you must tell them. You must remember that. Don't come look for sympathy here. So when you are parking your rifle everywhere around. Ustad, uh, Sister Abby wants to know firstly before uh, you answer the question if it's okay for her to record you regarding regarding this question uh, to just to clarify it to her colleagues and friends at work. But she wants to know first if you give her a go ahead and she will record you start. No so problem. A thousand people record us. You must remember the Jutlas, every program. You know Jutlas, the Jews, the Haramis. So you must remember they record me and all that. So and we we send out the podcast mm. also. So we've got nothing to hide. We don't censor anything. Remember that. So we weren't. And every question is a live question. It's not something mm. that's before time we saw or something. So you go ahead, you pose your question uncensored, you record it and you distribute it. This morning, you know what happened, Abby, you were listening maybe, and there was a Hindu brother, Deepak, and he said before he hated the Palestinians, oh, and he was listening to our program, and he said that we speak the truth, we stand for justice, so now he has changed his tune, mm. and he says he hopes the Palestinians forgive him. We say, Allah will forgive you mm. and for that issue there, and now he said that now he hates the Jews because they are baby killers and mm. so forth and so on. So that is what is there, sister. Always learn to speak the truth and always stand for justice. So Abby says, Ustad, my friends at work are saying that Hamas has threatened the hostages that when she, when when we release y'all, y'all must speak good of us. That's why the Israeli hostages are praising Hamas. How true is this, uh, Mufti AK? I need to clarify it to my colleagues and friends at work. Abby, Ustad. You must tell your colleagues at work and so forth and so on that when the Afghan war was taking place with the Taliban and the Mujahideen and that, then there was a sister, her name, white lady. She came to South Africa and we met her to interview her, what was happening in the world and so forth. Her name, write it down, Yvonne Ridley, R-I-D-L-E-Y, Yvonne Ridley. 
So she was taken hostage and captive by the Taliban and so forth. She wrote a whole book, a novel on it, in the hands of the Taliban. And then they told her, after interrogating and investigating you, we find that you are not guilty anything of any conspiracy or a spy. And we, she says that, you know, that these people who treat her as a guest, you know, sure. so this, they wouldn't even make eye contact with her and so forth. And in there she wrote one story. She says one day she was washing her underwear. You know, for the Western lady, what it is, nothing. So they wash their underwear and hang it in all public you understand so they told hey we're putting all these things away there it's not that we can't do all these things here in Afghanistan so she says she couldn't believe that you know first oh, time wow. in her life she saw that there's so much shame and modesty and so forth for them doing everything in the public what is there for them is nothing so all that she writes also if you read the book and so forth anyway cut a long story short so they gave her the Quran you see and they told her read the Quran and don't be biased and prejudice and after some time she embraced Islam she told me personally Abby she <laughs> says when they came out CNN BBC Jazeera Fox and who and who Sky and whoever else were there and they wanted the western media to say that these people tortured me they abused me they threatened they'll pull my nails out and so forth I said but how can I do that when they were treating me as a guest and I spoke the truth as soon as I started speaking the truth slowly slowly one by one they walked away and then they used the term that's where I learned the term also the Stockholm Syndrome what is Stockholm Syndrome when you are captured by somebody then you fall in love with them now see what a fishy crooked stupid story this is that your friends are suggesting you now Hamas let's carry on with that you understand Mm -hmm. what you are saying this thing that the Hamas them you must speak this 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 and all so when they are released they are already under the jurisdiction authority of Israel so how can Hamas reach them when the army is there the police is there their parents are there everybody is there are you so foolish and so forth so but they saw the first thing Yahya Sinwar told them he was 22 years there you must remember in the Israeli prison and you must remember he learned perfect Hebrew he came to them and said see we believe in the Quran no harm will come to you and you are in the safest place here and anything you need you contact this one contact he took the Jewish children and he kissed them and played with them and so forth so that was a a turning point in their life and they saw the compassion and the kindness and everything so much so Haaretz newspaper carried an article that do not pray the humanity of you must remember Hamas and so forth so remember they want the hearts and the mind now juxtapose this my sister Abby with the Israeli jails and prison they got 5 year old 4 year old 7 years old 10 year old go and see what they do to the Palestinian children how they torture them how they physically abuse them how they don't allow food for them sometimes sometimes they don't allow every person who goes through the Palestinian through the Israeli prison system either will be tortured either will be persecuted either will be emotionally you must remember drained and so forth that's exactly what you are suggesting what the apartheid terrorist 
Nazi, Nazi regime does. You must remember that. And now everything is getting exposed. If you think I'm talking nonsense, just go to Amnesty International's report and Israeli children vis-a-vis Israeli prison, vis-a-vis Palestinian children and Palestinians who were prisoners, and you will see the reports will come out. Amnesty International got nothing to do with Islam and Muslims. So don't be naive and foolish and don't be an idiot all your life. <laughs> Allahu Akbar, Ustad. Allahu Akbar. 20 minutes uh, to 12 o'clock. Takbir Allahu Akbar. Don't go away, my beloved, wonderful listeners. Stay tuned. Sahaba, the voice of Ahle Sunnah wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahle Sunnah wal Jamaa. When it's uh, 16 minutes uh, to 12, you are tuning and listening to The Bliss of Marriage. Our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International Overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. I see somebody, mashallah, from White River says, Mufti Sahib, we really love that answer that you gave to Sister Abby. Allah Ta'ala, Grand Mufti Sahib, long, healthy, wealthy life with Israel. Amin, amin, amin. Somebody says, Ustad, uh, my question is to Mufti Sab. What happens if a person is married and his wife becomes Christian? She embraced Islam, Ustad, and now went back to Christianity. She goes to church now. Ustad, what's the Muslim? So obviously, if she's doing that Islamically, she's considered a murtadda. And for a lady, for a male who becomes murtad, the hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, Man If a person, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, was born a Muslim, he or she was born Muslim, or in life when they were 20, 25 years old, whatever, so then they embrace Islam. And then subsequently, Allah forbid, Allah only knows the circumstances, then he or she, they left Islam, and then they became a Christian, a Jew, Hindu, whatever. So remember the death penalty is applicable. The hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. Man that whosoever changes religion from Islam to anything else, so then the capital punishment, death penalty will be applicable. In the case of a male, then all the scholars agree. In the case of a female, remember that that is the verdict of the Shafi'is, the Malikis, the Hanbalis, and the hadith of Ummah Marwan is mentioned in Dara Qutni. So that is the fatwa we issue even in her case you must remember there will be death penalty Hanafi say for a lady Allah forbid who becomes a murtadda then she will be incarcerated in prison hatta tamut or tatub until she makes toba or until she dies and so forth so the marriage will be finished you speak to her and ask her and so forth and if she says no I don't want Islam and this is my choice and so forth so then the marriage will be become annulled and it will no more be you must remember that so and you must ensure you the husband you the father that all the children you must have custody over them because if you're going to leave the children with her she will make all the children also Christian and you know today how it is that people become Shia non-Muslim people become Christian because these people they promise them rental money water lights groceries food and so forth so there's a hidden agenda and ulterior motive there many a time and therefore they opt and choose those type of cult and religions so we must be clear on these type of issues and you know the nearer we go to Qiyamat and nearer we go to our death more 
and more fitnas and calamities and trials will come. Read every one of us. It's only Allah's mercy. Therefore, we have to read this. Chapter 3, Surah Al-Imran, verse number 8. Rabbana la tuzikh kulubana Oh beloved Allah Do not let our hearts get deviated So Don't let our hearts get deviated After you gave us the guidance Allah grant us from your side The special mercy to envelope us You are the best of givers Ya Allah And always read chapter Chapter 12, Surah Yusuf, verse 101. Oh, beloved Allah, let us die with Iman and Islam and unite us with the pious people. So remember, that should be our dua, daily dua, and teach our children as well. See, Muftisab, my husband wakes up early to perform his tahajjud salah, and he wakes all his friends, Muftisab. Something's fishy. Why doesn't he wake me up too? Anonymous, who's that? So you must remember that. Did you tell him why he doesn't wake you up? Or are they busy with something else in the early part of the morning when you must remember your question is an open statement? Maybe they're telling their wives we're waking up for tahajjud, but maybe they're watching some porn, maybe they're watching some movies, maybe they're busy with some sports. And Allah alone knows today a lot of funny, funny things happen. People tell their wives they're going to read tarawih. Salat. I know of incidents like this. Now, Tarawi Salat takes long Ramadan time, and they gone to see, or they tell their wife they gone to see the plumber or the carpenter, and all the time they gone to see their mistress and their girlfriend, and they busy there. So, all these are tricks you must remember people use. So, anyway, one glad tiding I will give you, my sister, is this the hadith, the reference is in Ibn Majah. If the husband wakes his wife up, say nowadays quarter to three, three o'clock and so forth, and you were sleeping and your husband woke you up, you made wudu, everything, you read two rakat salat, he read, you read, minimum two rakat. You woke up early and the husband was fast asleep and you woke him up and then made wudu, all that, both of you read, minimum two rakats. Allah Jalla Wala out of his benevolence, grace and mercy he records your name and say that this person and this male and this female oh you angels write their names Wazakirin Allah Kathira Wazakirat you see what a mercy of Allah. Can you imagine? We just read two rakats and Allah Ta'ala says that they remembered me abundantly, profusely. See, I teach you a lesson. All of you, esteemed listeners of Sirius FM, esteemed listeners of Marcus Sahaba, voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, one of the biggest things we are lacking today, husband-wife relationship, parents, children, brothers, sisters, student, teacher, employer, employee, so whatever you want to call it, it's two ways you must remember that. See the glory, the beauty of the noble Qur'an. Chapter 32, Surah Alif Lamim Sazda. You know the surah we're supposed to read. You must remember at night and Friday, Fajr time and so forth. So it's very good. And Surah Alif Lamim Sazda comprises 30 verses. It's chapter 32 and verse number 15. 
By verse number 15, there's a sasda tilawat ayat. Now we must make the sasda. Then when you stand up, let's say in salat, then after the sasda, you're going to read that the jafa junubuhum, Allah Jalla Wala is praising those people, those husbands, those women, the men, women, anybody married, unmarried, that the Jafa Junubuhum Anil Madajii, those people who separated their flank, their sides from the bed, Yaduna Rabbahum they're calling Allah Hofa out of fear, Allah's punishment. Watama'a out of hope, remember. Ya Allah, you are Arhamur Rahimin, grant us Jannatul Firdos. Now look at the word there. This is the lesson I want to teach you. Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam Allah said wa Ibrahim alladhi waffa Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam was who very very loyal so these are two antonyms these are two opposites one word is wafa that you loyal loyal to almighty Allah loyal to Mustafa sallallahu sallam loyal you must remember to Islam loyal to your husband loyal to your wife loyal to your children loyal to your teacher loyal to your employer loyal to your muhsineen people who do us favors so then we become great people in the what Allah tells mercy but when we are not loyal sometimes we loyal and sometimes wafa and jafa now that person you must remember he just read one two salat he don't read others so now he is no more loyal to almighty Allah sunnah of Nabi alayhi salatu salam sometimes he want to practice sometimes he say no 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 I don't want to do all this so now he becomes Jaffa. Sometime with Islam, same thing. Sometime parents and students, uh, parents and children. Sometime you Jaffa, that the children look at you, they think so much about the father, mother, but then the same father, mother get busy. You must remember, the father, the husband get busy with other, his girlfriend and his or spare wheel cap and whatever you, and spare wheel. Or the mother get busy, she's going to the mall and meet Paul and whatever you. So you see, so now we have to make up our mind. Where, which side of the camp are we? Are we Wafa or are we Jaffa? Now we are sleeping, right? Whether you're sleeping alone or sleeping with your wife or sleeping with your child or whatever you baby. So now enjoying your sleep, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock. Then in your comfort zone, you left it. You made Jaffa with the bed. You made Jaffa with all the comfort around you. And you say, now it's time to make Wafa with my Allah in the darkness of the night. That is why Hazrat Pirani Pir Sayyidina Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani Nawarullah Umar Qadahu. When you, that's why we Mammons, we love to keep our son's name Abdul Qadir, you see. Say, Bovado Pir, Pirani Pir. He was a Waliullah, sage of the age. So you must remember that so when he was offered kingdom he said we'll give you quarter kingdom half kingdom he said keep your kingdom I don't want I speak to the king of the kings in the the darkness of the night and that speaking is greater than you and your kingdom put together (laughs) now when you understood Wafa and Jaffa so now you come to Quran chapter 32 and verse number 16 that they made Jaffa from the bed, from the sleep, from the spouse, from the child, from everything that's comfortable. And cold winter's night you woke up, 
hot summer's night you woke up all these things here now you have to go relieve yourself make wudu go and read two rakat salat so therefore Allah Ta'ala appreciates it so much that the Jafa Junubuhum Anil Madajii from their beds so Jafa from the comfort zone for a greater purpose and that is to show Wafa to all Mati Allah Jalla Wala and then after your two rakat you're making dua you're making istighfar wabil asharihum yastaghfirun so they're making istighfar so then bring the hadith of Ibn Majah Allah Jalla Wala then tells the angels write their names down in Wazakirin Allah Kathira Wazakirat. This couple here yeah, are a special couple of oh, angels. So Allah Ta'ala will let you wake up to Hajjud every day, inshallah, Ameen. because you are showing wafa to all Allah. This is what we are lacking across the spectrum in all strata of society. <laughs> Employer, employee, you hardly find wafa. Parents, children, you hardly find wafa. Students and teachers, you hardly find wafa. So we must learn this quality. Allah Jalla Wala elevated Nabi Ibrahim salam. This test for you, O Ibrahim salam. This test for you. This test. Every test he passed with flying colors. Allah announced. Wa Ibrahim alladhi wafa. He passed every test. He was so loyal. Wa attakhadallahu Ibrahim khalila. Allah made him a special, special friend. You see now? So that is what we must learn. How loyal are you to your wife? How loyal are you to your husband? How loyal are you to your mother-in-law? <laughs> if I ask the daughter-in-law, how loyal you are to your mother and say, hey, she can go and fly a kite. So, yes. You see? That's where all the trouble starts. So you must remember this kind of things here. Before the marriage already, her mind is poisoned. You must remember that. Say, this mother-in-law, I'm going to fix her up. I'll give her some nuts and some coconuts. You understand? So that's our problem, you must remember. Like that brother there now. He went to commit zina, adultery, all that, and he can blame me. So you go, nuts, you eat coconuts, and then you have to blame everyone. So again, a perfect example example, you're supposed to be wafa with your husband or your wife. Now you become jafa and you want to blame everybody else. Wafa to be loyal and jafa to be unloyal. So that is a big lesson. So I said you asked about the hajjud and your question about your husband and he's waking up the man. If they're waking up the man for tahajjud, they think are very good. If they're waking them up for other business, understand? then obviously that is a fishy business, you must remember that. Wonderful programs. Make dua for us. Jazakallah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah.